This is Anne Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. The world wants to see the difference that Jesus makes in our lives. They want to see our joy. But in Psalm 137, 1-3 we read, By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept. We hung up our harps. Our captors asked us for songs of joy. But God's people had no song. Have you hung up your harp? Have you lost your joy? Why? Sin is a joy robber. Circumstances that take our eyes off of Jesus can be a joy robber. People can be joy robbers. But the Apostle Paul, sitting in a Roman prison, said in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Listen to me. Joy is a choice. A choice to reject the joy robbers. A choice to not look at your circumstances or your sin or other people. A choice to keep your focus on Jesus, who is your joy. This is Ann Graham Lotz. Good morning. Eight past the hour. This is the Faith Radio Network. It's Bill Meyer with Bill English of BibleandBusiness.com. Uh, Bill's checking out that Catholic app right now because I think you need to go to confession, Bill. Oh, uh, I need to go to confession. <laughs> oh. Well, you didn't bring me any, any caribou this morning. I didn't bring uh, any caribou, uh, but I brought the whole staff some bagels and, and muffins this okay, morning. Okay, all right. Uh, you Which were, means we are thankful for you. That's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> and I'm going. I, you now have abs- you. you now have absolution, and you have less <laughs> less time in purgatory, my friend. Which is, <laughs> which right. is. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and I thought it might be good to focus on the importance of cultivating an attitude of gratitude. Last week we talked about. Uh, developing a more grateful heart, how it can actually lead to to positive changes, even in our brain chemistry. Well, it turns out that gratitude is good for a company's bottom line as well, which I thought was fascinating. You've looked at some of the research, and tell us some of the things you've learned about being grateful, both from a, a personal perspective and from a business perspective. Yeah, sure. Uh, so some of the articles, uh, they, they ended up repeating the same things. And so that tells you that you're on to something there. Gratitude helps a company become more productive. So if the company has a sense of entitlement versus a sense of gratitude for their customers, the latter group is going to be more productive. In addition, gratitude makes the person who is leading the company a better leader. When you are thankful for what people are doing within your company, when you're thankful for them uh, showing and caring up or showing up and caring and uh, and really giving a great effort, when you're thankful for that, even though you might in your head be saying, well, I pay them for this, uh, when you're thankful for that, that gets communicated and that actually helps encourage people to be more productive. That's so, it, well, yeah, it is. I mean, and and really, when you stop to think about it, how many people get thanked on a regular basis for what they do, or are very even encouraged? Few. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very few. I had uh, uh, on the FM side, they had uh, uh, played a, an offline uh, a phone call that they got about me, and. Um, it was a very encouraging phone call. Now they never aired it. They just they just wanted me to hear it, and I and I found myself kind of blurting out uh, uh, to them. I said, you know, uh, thank you for giving that to me. It was so encouraging because in my role, very few people ever really encourage me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was it was really quite a blessing. And so if if you're a leader or if you're just a project manager or you know just a department manager or just a just a whatever it is. Uh, make sure that you're taking time to thank your people for what they're doing and express gratitude for what they do. It'll actually help them and it'll help you. 
Let me ask you something from an HR perspective, because all of us that have worked in big companies have had various types of uh, HR training. Uh, you know, sometimes we go through those all day uh, seminars. And my perception, uh, right or wrong, is that when HR tries to impose something on employees, it never really works. In fact, you got a lot of people that are kind of like another one of these things. You got to go through HR, and <laughs> right? Exactly. And 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 you're told, okay, now for the next sixty days, we're all going to express gratitude to each other, and you're going to do it five times a week and check the little box. And you know, you try to do stuff like that, it just doesn't happen. So, how do you make it happen organically? I think it has to come from the top within an organization. I think if the leadership stands up in the in the appropriate meetings. And just says thank you to everybody for coming. I'm, uh, you know, and f- and for working as hard as you're doing, and I'm very grateful for what you're doing. And I just want to express my sincere thanks. And then you follow that up by just doing it individually. I think it will start to catch on with other people in the office. So it's it's modeled. It's uh, it's yeah, it's modeled. Caught, not taught necessarily. Yeah. Um, what about this? And I'm I'm sure this is something that you and your colleagues who do consulting have thought about at times. What about the importance in employee selection? Um, you know, mm. when, when you are when you're a hiring manager, uh, when you are a supervisor about to make a choice on someone. Now, there's a variety of, of different um, assessment tools that a person that a company can use. Um, but should we be looking for people that have uh, an attitude of gratitude that are more, you know, when when they go, they take one of these assessments, they come across as more optimistic, more grateful, even maybe having them answer essay questions that would, you know, flesh out whether or not you've got, uh, you know, a bitter, angry, resentful employee <laughs> or somebody who's positive. Now, of course, you can try to smokescreen as you're trying to get a new job, but there are there are some ways that we can, you know, really find out what a person's core personality characteristics are. You wonder if we did a better job of that employee selection to begin with, that our, our company culture would be a lot more positive. Well, you have really swerved into the truth, Bill. I just want you to know that, that you have swerved into it. I hire for culture first and for skills second. Uh, so um, I hire culture one, uh, skill second, or talent second, if it's that way, and I can train them on the skills. I can train them to do the job if they have the raw talent and the aptitude and capacity and desire and all that. But we hire for culture first. So if you don't fit our culture, it doesn't matter how great you are. It doesn't matter how much money you're going to bring into the business. It doesn't matter. None of none of the rest of it matters because we hire for culture first. And what do we look for in culture? We look for our core values. We look for ability to adhere to process. And, and part of what I look for in the mix is somebody who's genuinely thankful. Mm-hmm. So how do you draw that out? Well, you just have to spend time with them and get into these soft conversations about life and then you listen for how they view life and you listen for how they talk about things that were given to them or fortunate times in their lives. And did they have a sense that I deserve this or did they have a sense that I was really grateful that that happened? So if you're hiring somebody for the C-suite, it would seem that oh my, uh, you, this is not just a one-time interview with, oh, with HR. No. This is a long process. With, yes. And and not just getting to know you and playing a game of golf. This is maybe sitting down and, well, so what are you thankful for in your life? Well, yeah. I'm thankful for them. You know, if you get somebody who you just, you kind of go, okay, they're making it up. 
It's not real. It's not genuine. Uh, I'm seeing a person who do- has a pretty pessimistic attitude. You don't want that person, you know, at the leadership. No, team. you really don't. And 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 you can know that they're making it up if the only thing they're thankful for are material things. Yes, yeah, all the money I'm going to make when I get this new I'm job. I'm thankful yeah. for my Porsche. Yeah. I'm thankful for my three bedroom <laughs> home on five acres. Yes, indeed. and I'm thankful for my trophy wife. That oh. was the third one that I have. I and, understand that. You yes. know. Um, <laughs> That's what I would listen for. Is are they thankful for the intrinsics, or yes. the, the transcendence, the things that money cannot buy? You know, I you know, there's there's this whole litany of things that we really want in life that money cannot buy. Are they thankful for those things? Things yeah. like health, um, a, a savior, uh, a home instead of a house, health instead of medical care, that kind of thing. Yeah, and so I, I think anybody who's uh, in leadership in an organization. I was, you know, talking to um, Sheriff um, Bostrom from Ramsey County. Uh, Matt, oh yeah, Matt, really? Uh, Matt and, and, and and what did he charge you with? <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff and I have a good relationship. Oh, I bet you do. Okay, no, let me tell you what what Sheriff Bostrom said after the rash of police shootings yeah. several months ago. Yeah, uh, we had him on the show, and he talked about how. That he has um, the freedom, the ability, and the support from the county to be very selective in the hiring process. And he has actually done some research, and he's parsed out, I think it was uh, five or six different character qualities that he looks for in every potential deputy. And he said something similar to what you said. He said, I can train them. But I can't change their personality. Right. And so what you've seen with his county, which is the largest county population-wise in, in the state of Minnesota, what you've seen is that you've had very few of these um, incidents where with, within the sheriff's department where you've got officers who are involved in some kind of activity that you know is under scrutiny and, and you know, they've broken the law or whatever because he's made the right choice to begin with of who is on his team. Yeah, and and so hiring for character, hiring for culture, you always hire there first and uh, be looking for somebody who has an attitude of gratitude. Mm. And if, uh, Sheriff Bostrom, if you're listening, I did not go past 60 miles an hour there on that that stretcher freeway, just to let you know. Welcome back. 20 past the hour at Faith Radio. It's Bill Meyer with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Bill is a business consultant and an adjunct professor at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. And uh, we were talking about some of the research on gratitude, being this is the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, This is interesting. In workplaces where recognition is tied to company values, and that would be include gratitude, thankfulness, 86% of HR professionals said it increased employee happiness 85% 85% said it added humanity in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is this is bottom line stuff, really. It is. Recognition programs are a form of the company showing gratitude to people who do outstanding things uh, for, for the company. And so a recognition, when they recognize people for living out the company values, that's where these percentages come from. 86%, it increases employee happiness, 85% said that it added humanity to the workplace. So that means that if if you're giving – if, if you're recognizing people in the right way, probably where it is peer-voted rather than anointed on high from um, right. the powers that be, uh, and let's say that, that you win the uh, – 
the person who was was the most honest for the year or the most had the most integrity for the year that tends to add that tends to really catch fire with everybody and it really uh, increases morale and and increases gratitude in the workplace now since your website is bibleandbusiness.com from a theological perspective what does a grateful heart mean for followers of Jesus Christ? Well, it means that we are recognizing that God is in control and that everything we have comes from him, whether whether we define what we have in material terms or in intrinsic terms. So <clears throat> the fact that you and I live in America, the fact that we are, have the talent to be on the air like this and to talk to tens of thousands of people at the same time, uh, all of that comes from God. And so everything here is an entrustment. And so we should be thankful for what God has given to us and thankful that he is entrusting to us uh, literally parts of the kingdom to steward for a period of time before we hand it off to somebody else and that we steward that uh, for his behalf, not ours. Mm. Okay, so it's the day before Thanksgiving, and since we give you your 15 minutes of fame every week, I <laughs> I, I know you are yes. actually very grateful. You're a very grateful I guy. Um, love I to am. give you a chance to express what you are grateful for on this day before Thanksgiving. Well, I will start by saying that I am grateful for my Savior, Jesus Christ, who has uh, forgiven me of my sins and has taken me from being a carnal and cussed and ornery guy and given me a love and a gentility for other people that I would not normally have. Mm -hmm. So all praise to Jesus. Anything good you see in me, Bill and Rebecca, anything good you see in me is really because of Jesus Christ. There's nothing there uh, on my own. Secondly, I'm uh, grateful for Kathy, my wife. I can't say enough good about her. She is... Uh, one of those real troopers that has stuck with me through thick and thin. When you're married to an entrepreneur and you came from a farm home where dad had the same job for 40 years and everything was very stable, and then you marry this guy who's an entrepreneur full of ideas and doesn't really mind taking a lot of risks because, hey, it's going to be fun while we do it. Um, Crazy making. I was... I was described one time uh, by a friend as a guy who floats through the air, and Kathy is tethered to me, and she's hitting all the mountains, <laughs> and I'm dragging her over every mountain as I just float through the air having fun, you know? Oh, gosh. So I'm very grateful to Kathy for her love and her faithfulness and uh, all of that. I'm really grateful for every time I get an opportunity to teach the Word of God or to preach. I fill pulpits from time to time, and I teach nine months out of the year at my church. And uh, those are the highlights of my week. Is, uh, believe it or not, coming on here is really good, Bill, but the highlight of my week is when I, when I get to teach the Word of God. Right. So I'm also grateful for good work and a good job. Hmm. How about you? Good for you? What are you grateful for? Well, I would start off with God's grace, uh, that he loves me in, in spite of the fact uh, that I mess up, and I mess up a lot. Uh, there's no shortage of messing up uh, in my life, so uh, I'm, I'm thankful that you know He is a merciful, graceful God, yes. and He does not see my sin; He sees Christ's uh, death on the cross, which covers my sin. I'm thankful for the the truth of His revealed Word, uh, that it provides a, a roadmap for um, effective living, for for holiness, um, for certainly for salvation. Um, I'm thankful for His Holy Spirit uh, that. He lives inside of us, those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our mm-hmm. personal Savior. He comforts us. He intercedes for us with groaning. It's, just, it's, it's a beautiful uh, image. Um, I'm very thankful for my, my 
incredibly patient, forbearing wife. You know, you spoke highly of your wife, my wife, Lisa. Uh, it's interesting, Bill, when when we were uh, engaged or when we were dating, uh, Lisa came from a difficult home background, uh, broken home. And um, she would often say my parents were together for, you know, 50 years. And she she would often say. Uh, I feel like I'm marrying up because I'm marrying into a guy who comes from this, you know, intact family with loving parents. Uh, but I can tell you, you know, 17 years later, I married up <laughs> in a big way because I have a wife who is is so uh, humble and honest and uh, speaks the truth to me on a regular basis. So and then I'm thankful for my kids. Um Joseph, Anna and Eva. Uh, I was a bit older than some of my friends when I got married. So. Our kids are still at home. They're 13, 11, and 9. Each of them is so special and so unique. I know God thing, God has great things in store for each of them. And, of course, my prayer, uh, and your kids are grown, but my, my prayer is that our kids will, will seek to follow God yes. with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength right. uh, as they move through the teen years and into adulthood. And yeah. uh, finally, Bill, I'm thankful for my dog, Sparky. Sparky. Sparky is a three-year-old Labradoodle, and he is the smartest, most affectionate dog you'll ever meet in your life. Oh, next to Snickers, my dog. No, Sparky's got him beat. I'm sorry. (laughs) You haven't met Sparky yet. By the way, I'm thankful. I am thankful for my kids. Uh, Also thankful for a great producer, Rebecca. Yes, of course we're thankful. thank you, guys. That's so nice. I'm thankful for this job. It's awesome. Well, and Rebecca, by the way, does a great Queen of England uh, impression. Oh, she does. She does. We'll We'll save that for Christmas. We'll save that for (laughs) Christmas. I love it. It's just wonderful. (laughs) 